0: Welcome to another episode of Get Paid for Your Pad. Today, my guest is Andy McNulty. He's the CEO and founder of Touchstay, guest communication software. Uh, and he's been on the podcast uh, before. We've uh, we've met a couple of times on the conference as well. And uh, yeah, today we're uh, diving into Airbnb guest communication tips for 2022. So, Andy, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you, Jasper. I'd forgotten that I was on the podcast before. That was probably. 2014 or 2015? That uh, was a long, time. long time. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Last time we saw each other was in uh, in London at the host 2020, was it or host 2019?
1: 2019. It was October 2019.
0: Just a couple months a- before
1: uh, the everything
0: changed. <laughs>
1: a, a, a different lifetime. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's crazy to think. Uh, I used to have so much fun at these conferences, you know, just meeting people and stuff.
1: I know, I did as well. The, the, this, there's something about those conferences which is really energizing, not just to meet like potential customers, but more so to meet guys like you and, and other people in the industry who you have this virtual relationship with. And particularly after the last two years, I can't wait to go back. I was <laughs> supposed to go to one in the States, but they, stuck, they, they banned European travelers, as, as you probably know, until just a few weeks ago. So yeah, I can't wait to get back on that conference circuit and yeah. uh, and, and, and meet people again.
0: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Last one I went to was the VR, VRMA in, that was also October-ish, 2019. I guess I, those conferences were around the same time. But, uh, oh no, that's actually, no, that was, I think, yeah, that was in 2019. I'm getting yeah. confused.
1: <laughs> I, I know the, the worst two years in his well history in recent history has passed, so we forgive you for being confused. <laughs> All right, well,
0: uh, let's dive into it. Uh, before we talk about the communication side, uh, let's give the listeners a quick update on TouchDay. Like, what what have you guys been up to? How's the last few years been for you guys?
1: Uh, well, for those of you who don't know, TouchDay is a a digital guidebook solution. So, if you used to send your guests something about their, their pre-arrival information and how to operate stuff in the home and things to see and do in the area, you maybe used to do that with Word or a PDF. This is a digital version of that. Um, we started in 2014. For about four years, it was just like a side gig. It was a bit of a hobby because myself and my partner, Joe, we were deeply in corporate life, <laughs> earning you know nice salaries and not wishing to jump ship and land into this very entrepreneurial startup world. But we we decided in 2018 and going into 2019 to double down on, on Touchday because it seemed right. There seemed to be a lot of appetite for this kind of service. And so we took a small amount of investment and then grew really nicely in 2019. And then, of course, COVID hit. And like most people who were faced with, with those early days of COVID, you were looking around at each other virtually and saying what do we do like is business over you know what i remember one of the first discussions we had were oh my goodness we need to cut our prices I was like no that's dumb <laughs> no, no one's traveling no one's buying the stuff so there was a period for for a few months where it was really rocky in terms of knowing what was going to come and like we all faced that and then soon you figure stuff out and you start to live with the virus once the uh, the vaccines of course kicked in and we actually ended up having probably our best year in the last year and so much so that we're in about 17 17 and a half thousand homes now whereas just a few years ago we were we were we were like in a thousand I mean, thankfully, touch wood, you know, for us, I know there's a lot of people that have really suffered, but but for us, it's been very, very positive. And I would say it's been very positive for a lot of our customers too, those who are in drive to mainland destinations, you know, those who are in Bali or the Caribbean or, you know, that that that's impossible. That's really hard. But the majority of our customer, our customers are in the US. UK and Australia and all three of those markets well maybe not so much Australia but certainly the first two had a lot of domestic tourism as we all know and and many of those customers um, and many of your listeners who are in those destinations will probably have had the best two years ever yeah um I think the challenge is is to continue that you know because those travelers who were going to stay domestically will now probably look at flying abroad and maybe if they fly abroad they may stay in a hotel or a resort somewhere. So I know a lot of our customers who are property managers now have that struggle to talk to their owners and say to their owners, yeah, it's been a great two years, but you know, we can't bank on that happening in the next year or two. But but nonetheless, I think despite that, it's shone a wonderful light on the industry. You know, so many people now have, through lack of choice, had to go and stay in a vacation rental because it was one of the one of the the least risky places to go and stay in the pandemic, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, so I think it's been wonderful from that sense on our industry. And to answer your question, well, very fortunate to to have been wonderful for our business as well in the last year or two.
0: Yeah, and I, I think uh, I think you're right. Like I I think that 2021 was probably a record year for a lot of hosts uh, in those markets that you mentioned, and. I agree. Like people will start traveling internationally again. I still think that the next couple of years, I think there's going to be a continuous positive effect of the trends that are that are happening right now that will still drive like really great, really, really really great results in in the next few years for short term rentals. Number one is because what you mentioned, you know, people prefer to avoid like crowded hotels. But then number two is also people have more flexibility now, right? if you have like seven or maybe 14 vacation days, you know, like it's it's pretty common in the US, UK and Australia, I think, you can only travel like maybe one or two weeks a year, right? But now if you're working from home, you know, you can literally jump in a car and say, hey, you know, let's work one week from this place or let's do a long weekend over here. So I still think that that uh, the drive to destination, local demand is, is going to maybe not, you know, there'll be some uh,
1: variations of volatility, for sure. But I think uh, I think the trends are friend here. I 100% agree with you. Let's face it, this industry is short on supply and long on demand. And that counts in our favor as well. The second thing I would say is because of the boom of the last two years in the staycation market, there are lots of people that would have jumped on the plane to Florida from the UK or Spain from the UK, who now saw parts of the UK, they kind of knew existed, but never really appreciated. I count myself in that group too. And there will be, to your point, a large percentage of us who may still jump on the plane somewhere else, but we may take those short breaks now that now that we know about those wonderful places in the country that we hadn't been to before. I noticed, honestly, the standard of the places I stayed in here in the UK, much, much higher than I remember you know a few years ago. And I think that is a big factor as well in the continued demand for this kind of product. I think it's seen less as this ancillary, sort of slightly risky product when you compare it to a hotel. You know, what am I going to get when I get there? There are still those places, but I think the professionalism has moved on so far that my experience of staying here in the UK is going to be probably, I would imagine, a fairly similar experience to others. We will notice that it's less amateur and more professional.
0: Yeah, for sure. And and that goes well into what we're going to be talking about today because now that more and more people are starting to use Airbnb. We're, we're seeing a lot of new Airbnb users, You know, especially at, at our properties. I would say like uh, about 50% of the inquiries that we're getting right now are new people. They haven't used Airbnb before, right? So combine the fact that there's a lot of new Airbnb users with the fact that people prefer selfless check-ins, right? I think those two factors combined means that you know our communication we really have to up our game when it comes to communication to our guests right we have to educate them on not only how to use airbnb like i find myself educating a lot of our guests because they don't have a profile that they, they haven't they didn't write anything in their about uh, about me section so the first thing when i get those inquiries i'm like hey you know i highly recommend you you fill out and and you know tell us a little bit about yourself because that's going to get you accepted by more hosts and it's also for us it's also important to kind of know who we're uh, who we're hosting. I think communication in two thousand and twenty two guest communication is uh, is going to be a really important aspect of being successful.
1: Yeah, I agree wholeheartedly with that. One of the great things about the job that Airbnb has done is to raise the profile such that there are all these new types of guests coming into the market. Not new types, but just you know, people who are new to our industry. And you're right. I must admit, 50% is a significant chunk, isn't it? I I didn't, but I suspect it's probably fairly similar. Um, The number of younger people coming into this now because they see the brand Airbnb, it's a kind of a cooler thing than maybe it used to be. So I can well imagine that being the case. And, And as you rightly say, then that younger generation have a different set of communication expectations. I think it's probably fair to say that they're used to their devices more than the older generation, certainly faster around them. And because they're faster around them, they're probably also lazier about life in general. Um, I count myself in that, even though I'm not the young crew. I do have a phone and have started to find myself being increasingly less prepared for stuff because you just go out with your phone and you think, well, I've got my phone, you know, I can I can fall back on that. So I think that mindset's really one of the things that's kind of quite important to, to think about in how you communicate with with those guests who are brand new to it. They are going to come and they are going to expect that certain professionalism that I mentioned because of the halo effect of Airbnb. You know, it has a very beautiful way of presenting itself to the world and then that needs to be matched by what mm-hmm. you find. And I think that expectation of a traveler versus the reality of what they find when they arrive has always been the challenge in our industry and and will always continue to be so and probably more so. I like the idea that, that there has to be this renewed focus on how you communicate with that younger audience, that newer audience that has been used to the very clipped and predictable hotel experience. And I think the challenge is like how you communicate to them, but how you communicate to them with style and with like an energy that connects with them. And I think that's all about trying to surface the things that are really unique about your, your proposition, about what it is about your Airbnb, what it is about different about your home, what it is that's different about staying with you. Like, what do you know about the area? What expertise can you bring to a, to a, a young person that is new to the area? You know, they all want to experience something interesting what is it that makes you unique and i think that that's that's one of the things that actually came up we we've done um, a podcast recently tian and i started a, the guest cast it's called and we interview guests not industry people but real guests and one of the things that came up in our very first episode was the idea that you can provide something that's unique and tailored to a guest that no hotel can do because you've got this one-to-one connection. You're not hosting hundreds of guests in a single hotel. And there was one example that this the interviewee gave, her name's Alyssa Sincotta. She's married to Sal Sincotta, who's a very famous photographer. And they went to stay in a, in a, a place in Italy and they were given a, a, a private tour of the cellar and afterwards given like a bottle of limoncello, which reminds her always of the experience they had staying with that person. She's never drunk the limoncello, it sits there on her on her shelf. And I said, oh, why do you drink it? She's like, well, I don't want to drink it because I always want to remember, you know, that, that's what I want. Like I want that experience, that takeaway. And I think Airbnb hosts and managers, but everyone in this industry is so uniquely positioned to be able to do that. There's so much going for our industry that's unique and quirky. It's almost like taking that, sort of amateur thing that I mentioned earlier the amateur thing was always the unique and quirky thing it was always like well I'm going to stay at this place and uh, I don't know what I'm going to find it might be kind of crazy murals on the wall or but there was it was always an interesting part of the amateur and I think now we can take that professional approach but let's not lose that quirkiness let's not lose that sense of what makes our home individual and what makes it special those are the sort of things that I think the younger traveler is super keen to connect with
0: Now, as a result, you look super professional. Your guests have a better experience as they don't have to read through endless paragraphs of text. Instead, they can go through a nice looking guidebook with lots of visuals. That means fewer questions for you, more time for you to focus on other areas of your hosting business. Sign up now at hostfully.com and use code PAD to get your first two months for free. That's hostfully.com, H-O-S-T-F-U-L-L-Y, .com code pad which is p a d we're definitely seeing a lot of younger people are using airbnb for the first time and and staying at our at our units and like you said you know i i was thinking back to my my nephew he's he's uh, he just turned 18 and I just watch the way that he consumes information. Like I, I, I don't know if he's ever read a book in his life. <laughs> well, he probably has <laughs> because you know school probably forced him to
1: um, under duress. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: Any information that he needs, he goes straight to YouTube and watches a video, right? And it's just like that's that's how they consume information. Like they don't like reading, and, and it's not just the younger generation. I find myself. I think that entire society has shifted from yeah, the the shorter attention span especially when it comes to reading. I think there's two parts of like how we can really, you know, improve our communication based on based on these trends that are going on. Is number one is we have to be very comprehensive because we're not meeting our guests, right? And guests are looking for contact less check-ins. Uh, we have to be very comprehensive. Like we really have to explain Everything in in detail, um, because that's also something people don't want to think too much. They want convenience, you know. They they just want to arrive at our units and and not be in in their heads of trying to figure things out. They just want to have that smooth experience where they can just enjoy and and feel relaxed. And then the second part is, I think, uh, and that's why that's the re- the reason why I think guidebooks, digital guidebooks, are really important is we have to present our information in a visually appealing and
1: easily digestible way, right? I, I think, what, what are your thoughts on that? I think you've raised a really good point there, which is the way in which you communicate to different people. And, and we've, we've touched, we're talking here about the, the new entrance to the market, the younger generation. We have to figure out how to communicate with them at the same time as we're communicating with our other guests who may be the, the 70-year-old grandparent and maybe the 50-year-old father or mother of you know, two or three kids. And I think the challenge in all of that is to communicate the information clearly. The 70-year-old is quite happy to read two lines of words telling her how to get into the home that would appeal to the younger generation as well. And I think that is the important thing to hook onto is how do you clearly communicate the things you need to communicate regardless of age. The days of sending guests a post-booking email with, I've had them, you've probably had them, paragraphs, paragraphs, paragraphs of, you know, this is what you need to do and thanks for your booking and here's your booking reference and here's how much you paid and here's how much we still want from you and here are our rules and here's where you go to park and here's what time you arrive, like everything in one email, it's too much. You know, it needs to be broken down into bite-sized pieces. And, and I think that's that's one of the ways that the digital guidebooks can help with that, because particularly where, where ours are structured, you've got it really structured into a menu that you can customize however you want. So you can put the menu headings very literally. So instead of saying something like, you know, about the accommodation and then having loads of things under about the accommodation, you might say, you know, Wi-Fi password, operating the heating you know, you, And you make it very literal so that when I see the guidebook and I see all the headings, I know. I don't have to hunt for anything. I click on it. And one of my pet peeves is is that pre-arrival. Where do I find the key or uh, how does the keypad work? Or if I'm going into an apartment building, I've got to get into the gate and then I've got to go into the front door and then I've got to get to the unit. And it's a challenge. Like, don't get me wrong. It's a real challenge to make all of those pieces of information really short and succinct. But that's what it absolutely has to be. And I think in doing that, you actually optimize the communications for all age groups so that they all win rather than saying, you know, this is what the younger generation want. It's actually what everybody wants, cleaner, clearer communication. And I think also the different forms of communication are are very important too. So, you know, you've spoken about video. I think it's wonderful to try and do both. You know, you have to recognize that some people, like you've said, you know, your nephew who just wants to see the video and I'm sure he just wants to, to see someone show him on the keypad how it works or do a video of like where to pull into the drive and where to park in your spot. But equally there's going to be the the other person that that just says, like, I don't want to watch the video. Can you just tell me in two sentences, you know, where I park. And so it's like pull into the gate, turn left and look for bay number 103. You know, that's all you need to say. And and then it's nice and easy. So I think, I think there's ways of doing both. And that's what we facilitate in our guidebook, the opportunity to present the information so that you're talking to all of your target customers in the way in which they want. I think also the mode of delivering that, Jasper, is one thing. Like it's great to complete the guidebook and any, any, any guidebook provider will, will have the same challenge, which is I create this guidebook and I've put lots of great content in there and I've optimized it so that it's really easy to find stuff and read. But how do you introduce that to your guests? That's as important. Because if you send them a, you know, a post booking which says, thanks for your booking, blah, 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 oh, here's a link to our guidebook. Well, you know, no one's going to read that. A, because it's so far out from their stay that it's not relevant yet. And B, because you haven't actually told me what the guidebook does. You know, so, so we advocate yeah by all means send one after booking but but then try and do it again 7 days prior try and do it again 24 hours prior and maybe mix it up so don't always send it by email maybe the 24 hours prior send them a short text you know here's the guidebook link it's got everything you need to know about your stay or words to the effect of you know here's our guidebook link this will enable you not to have to wait for us to call you back if you want the answer to your question. Well, you know, words to that effect. So you give them an incentive, you make them realize what's great about this. Tyann came up with a, with a brilliant template for, for using email as a way to introduce your guest to the guidebook. And it was short. It's like short and sweet, just what you described, like so that it would be read by the younger generation. It bullets her frequently asked questions. She says to herself, What are the five frequently asked questions I get by guests pre arrival? I'm going to bullet those. So I say, Hey, Jasper we've prepared this guidebook, it's absolutely essential, you read it, here's why, what's the Wi-Fi? where do I park, what time's check-in time? You know, so you bullet them. And then the guest knows, oh, this isn't some random link. This is really something that's actually going to assist me and make my journey and my pre-stay experience less anxious, which is, you know, it's the worst time, isn't it? That, that traveling, you're excited, but you're also a little bit, you know, I've got to remember this, I've got to remember that. So you just want it nice and simple. So yeah, it, it's it's a brilliant point. And I think it, it's triggered by this idea that it's a younger generation. But I think it's a, it's upon us all to think about how we optimize the way we talk and what we say so that everybody can digest it fast.
0: Yeah, I think you make a really good point, which is explaining why they would use the guidebook. Because in our minds, we know all the information that's in there. But to somebody who's never used Airbnb and gets a message like, hey, here's a link to our digital guidebook, that person might be thinking, well, I don't know what that is. I'm, I'm not going to look at it. <laughs> or they might be thinking, oh, that's local recommendations. Like, you know, I'll, I'll check that out once, I, once I'm at, actually at the unit. Um, so they might not understand that this has all those vital pieces of information that they, that they need, as you mentioned. So that's a, that's a really good point.
1: And I might say one other thing, Jasper. We've often thought about guidebooks being for the guest. It's like to help the guests to have a better experience. And I actually think it's as much about you, the host and the manager. So what you're trying to do is, yes, give your guests the best experience, but you're also trying to get them not to be texting you as much, not to be calling you as much, not to be emailing you as much or WhatsApping you as much. Don't get me wrong. like The communication is great. And I think having zero communication is the wrong approach because then you don't get to detect where something's going wrong and put yourself in there and make sure it's right. But I think you do need to minimize certainly those basic frequently asked questions. And that's where we've seen from a survey we did to our user base that there's most impact. So we surveyed all of our customers and said to them, is Touchday saving you time? Yes or no? And if yes, how much? And we had roughly 80% of people replied saying that it's saving them around about 25% of their time. And 25% on the scale of zero to 100 doesn't sound much. But if you put it inside your own world and you could get back 25% of the time that you currently spend managing guests, that's a significant amount of time that you've now got to put in other areas of the business. Or if you're hiring somebody, there's potentially a 25% either saving or that they can go and do something different. And that to us was, re- we weren't looking for everyone to say, oh, it saved us 100% of our time. That's A, unrealistic. And B, like I said, not the goal. Like you don't want to not have a dialogue with your guests. But it certainly needs to be thought of as, how can it be my bank of frequently asked questions? That That's what it should be, you know, so that so that a guest self-serves rather than calling me. And so I just wanted to make that point as well. I think that it's not just solely about making the guest have a great experience, but also about your own life.
0: Yeah, for sure. And I think that... Uh... Like communication is never going to be a hundred percent automated, for a couple reasons. Number one, what you mentioned is, you know, that's not the goal. It's important for us to build a, a a bit of rapport with our with our guests as well because that makes them feel more comfortable knowing a little bit, you know, about you, even even though you're not like telling them much about you. But just, I think, just with a little bit of personal communication, it makes them feel comfortable. Plus. It's also important for us to have that connection because that's gonna that's gonna allow our guests to to kind of forgive us if 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 minor things go wrong.
1: Yeah, I agree with you. It it's that old saying, isn't it, that um you know an issue that you do well becomes an asset. So like if I have a problem as a guest and you solve it for me instantly. I think of you in a far better light than if the issue hadn't been there at all. Paradoxically, so it's like I see a real opportunity to have that dialogue. Definitely, yeah, yeah, for sure.
0: Sweet. Well, this uh, this has been really uh, really interesting. I'm excited for uh, I'm excited for 2022. Uh, I think it's going to be a great year for short rentals, as you mentioned. So just to just kind of summarize what we what we talked about, you know, I think communication has always been important. There's the personal communication to build the relationship with the guest. Uh, but also, we want to provide information, comprehensive information, and we want to present it in a way that it's easy to digest. It's visually appealing. We can use it on different, you know, devices. I like how you mentioned that there are like you know more old school people who who prefer to uh, you know maybe read versus watching a video and stuff. So I like the idea of providing a printout of uh, of our guidebooks right so for the people that uh that prefer to just sit down and 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 have a read through and yeah i think we we have to we have to put ourselves in the in the shoes of our our guest avatar right and really understand like how does that person want to consume information
1: and uh, and really deliver on that i i think that's re- that's really a really great way to think about it is is putting yourself in the guest shoes like adopt that guest avatar and think for a while about like not what you do but the way what you do is received maybe put it in front of a few friends um like if you were staying with me and i sent you this sequence of stuff like what's wrong with it just tell me don't tell me what's great about it just tell me what's wrong with it so i can optimize it yeah i, I, th- I think that's, that's really wise words to, to put yourself in, in in the frame of mind of the guest
0: yeah 100 percent, 100 percent. well before we wrap this up uh, let the listeners know how they can uh how you can you know, how they can get in touch with you or in touch (laughs) with open Nintendo.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, very easy. You can go to touchday.com, sign up for a free trial. There's a big free trial button, gives you 14 days free. If you want to see what other people are doing, Touchday.com forward slash example dash guides, which you can also get to. There's a drop down on our menu demo. Mm. If you click the demo, you'll see example guides. It gives you um, nine guides that current customers have done, and you can see how they've optimized things and what they've done. But throughout COVID, we rewrote all of our code base and the, the product now, when you open it up and you look at it, Um, it's nice and easy to use. It's just like, it's, it's, it's fun to use as well. And I have technophobes, self-confessed technophobes who say to me, Andy, I can do something I can actually do this, which is kind of gratifying to hear because that, that was the point. So yeah, do that. Uh, You'll find a whole bunch of questions on the knowledge base, which, uh, which will help answer stuff. Uh, We're always accessible as well. And the pricing starts from $99 per year for a single property. And then the more properties you have, the pricing tears down considerably. Yeah, so that's us. Come check us out if you want. If you've been challenged with how do you get guests' information in the right format, and you've been using PDF and Word doc, come over to this side. Come away from the dark side. Come and join, join the digital side. It's dead easy, and um, I guarantee that your guests will love it as well. That, that's been the feedback which we consistently get.
0: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, like I think um, you know. I think when it comes to technology, you know, there's uh, there's a number of tools that I think you need as you scale up and as you onboard more, more units. Um, but I think one of the lowest hanging fruits is really the digital guidebook, right? Because it's it's very affordable. It improves the guest experience. It saves you time as well as a host. So it's almost like there's a it's almost like a no brainer piece of technology uh, in in my opinion. And uh, I think I think we have a a ten percent off code as well that people can use on gpfyp. So that's going to give you ten percent off the touch stay guidebook.
1: Yeah, I think it's with 10 on the end, GPFYP10 will be there. GPFYP10, well, yeah. if uh, either, we either that that or, <laughs> it's <laughs> one of the two. We should make it easier. <laughs> what should we call it? <laughs> yeah, call you, call you call
0: it. know, it's funny because, um, you know, when I first started working with some technology companies for Get Paid for Your Pad, I thought uh, GPFYP would be a good uh, code because it's the abbreviation of Get Paid for Your Pad but then like a lot of people told me like it's it's too complicated you know so i've uh, i've changed it for one well, we we partnered like a long time ago right but um but after that i started saying uh, recommending the code pad like p a d yeah yeah right? <laughs> yeah yeah but, uh, I, I yeah i was
1: i was thinking of, i was thinking of something on legends you know, like leg10 or something but we we can that, that's another we can figure something out yeah. um, i wanted to say by the way though on, on the legend stuff i really like what you're doing you and Eric and I, I get the the emails like get the daily digests and some of the things that you say on there I wanted to say that they're not just applicable to the Airbnb world like I read some of that stuff and I have like moments where I go oh like, that's applicable to you know what I'm doing at this stage so uh, yeah I mean like if you have any listeners that aren't subscribed to your your emails I would I would say go and check them out and subscribe to them because uh, you get like a nice easy daily digest it's not not quite daily is it but you know it's it's a, a couple of weeks maybe
0: yeah, yeah, we're, do, we're, doing, uh, we're doing one every weekday. So Monday to Friday, we're doing one email, either either coming from me or coming from, uh, from Eric, but I appreciate your, uh, yeah, appreciate your words, and uh, it's good to know that the emails are helpful. And for yeah, those who yeah, are definitely. listening, if you're not on our email list yet, uh, just go to getpayforourpadd.com. And uh, you'll be able to uh, put your email. We'll send you a little uh, report as well with some, uh, with some useful tips. And then you'll be able to receive those daily emails. So with that said, let's wrap it up. Uh, Andy, thank you so much for from coming back on the show. Hopefully, we'll get to uh, you know have a drink somewhere at a, at a conference in 2022. And uh, I'm sure we'll uh, we'll have you back on the podcast as well at some point.
1: That'd be great, Jasper. Yeah, thanks for having me again. And uh, yeah, I second that. Let let's let's uh, see each other in 2022. Um awesome. and raise a glass. Yeah. All right. Cheers. Sounds good. Cheers. Cheers. Yeah, bye, bye, bye. Get paid for your pet. 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 Get paid for your pet.
0: If you have over 30 units, you have an annual revenue of over $2 million or you operate boutique hotels, then the STR Legend Mastermind is for you. You are not alone. We have a group of over 30 high-level entrepreneurs in our mastermind and we get together on a weekly basis to discuss our biggest challenges and to learn and to grow together. Go to strlegends.com to find out more information and apply for the Legends Mastermind if you think you are a good fit.